How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith, how the two come together and lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 1250 AM. The fan. Cause I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. Uh, welcome to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM. The Fan. I am Mike McGivern, as it has been for a while, flying solo this week. Hoping that Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church will be back in studio with me really soon. So, um, my boss here at at, uh, at Odyssey, new here to the company, but man, we get along really well, and. Uh, uh, D- David Sherman said, hey, I've got, I may have a guy for that Faith in the Zone show you do. I said, yeah, tell me about him. Tell me a little bit about a uh, guy who grew up with, Tim Unruh, a former Major League Baseball player. In fact, played for the Milwaukee Brewers, and he has a son who's now playing with the Atlanta Braves. And he said, look, he's in Arizona, but I still, you know, I, I get in contact with him once in a while. Do you, uh, do you want me to uh, reach out to him? I said, 100%. Because the toughest part about Faith in the Zone Look, I, I thank Brookside Baptist Church, and I thank Bayview Shade and Blind and Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin for sponsoring this show. That part I, I, I seem to be okay with, but, but finding guests sometimes gets to be difficult. And then, you know what, I pray about it, and the Lord sends people my way. And our guests for the entire hour, we've had a couple of conversations, and uh, I'll tell you what, taping, sh- taping the show today for this week is difficult. Um, as I was coming in studio to record, I uh, found out a client of mine, and, and I really like her a lot. Um, her company uh, had a float in the Waukesha Christmas Parade, and they lost a, a team member. Um, and it, it just very sad for that company and and uh, the family and and the entire group that I know from from this again a really good client of mine. And then I give Tim a call, and and uh, normally first segment we talk a little smack, and I would tell him if he got in the batter's box at three pitches, I could throw three right by him, and we'd laugh about it. But I told him what was going on, and he said, "Look, I'm I'm struggling today too, because uh, a, a teammate of mine, in fact, a, a former Milwaukee Brewer, 
has passed of COVID, Doug, uh, reliever Doug Jones. So I don't know, Tim Unruh, if we're going to be talking a lot of smack today, but brother, I thank you for your willingness to come on today. And, and I gave you the opportunity to, hey, do you want to do this later in the week? He said, no, let's let's get it going. Um, our special guest, the entire hour, Tim Monroe. Tim, how are you today? Oh, I'm great, Mike, uh, and I, I appreciate the invite for this. Um, you know, I got to tell you, I, I, I'm inspired by your story with this with the show and uh, how people didn't think it would last six months. And uh, when you hear the Holy Spirit tell you to do something and you follow it, it's just amazing uh, to watch what happens. And and kudos to you for for listening and, and putting this together. I thank you for that because I, I can tell you there's been a number of times through this stretch and my wife will, if she's driving to church, she's nodding her head that I said, I can't do, I'm, I'm not doing this. I can't do this anymore. You know, it's, it's too difficult. People in, in the building, the, the equipment, Tim, I got to tell you, I can record, I, I do a home improvement show. And if you knew me, you'd know how funny that is. I do a youth sports show. I do a high school sports show. I do faith in the zone. If I come in and I record a lot of promos and commercials, I come into the studio and I do anything other than faith in zone, this equipment works, boom, boom, no problem. And I, the second I start trying to do faith in the zone, something happens. This doesn't work. The, the, this doesn't work. The, the, it, it, it's just like, and I used to think it was a coincidence, but I'm not sure about that anymore. Oh, someone's trying to stop you. Yes. I'm, I'm not kidding. Pastor <laughs> that's, used that's a to good t- thing. Pastor that's used a good, to tell me. That means they're doing something right. Pastor used to tell me that, and I'd shake my head at him and—, and you know, if he was here, I don't know if I'd, I'd, I'd tell him he was right because I didn't want him. I don't want him holding that over my head. But man, I think maybe he uh, he is right. Hey Tim, let's talk. You're you're a Midwest guy. You know, just on the other side of the border. We're not going to hold that against you, by the way. Um, uh-huh. Can we talk a little bit about where you grew up and and uh, kind of your journey as far as getting to the major leagues? Yeah, um, it's a it's a crazy story, and uh, this is the first time I'll probably tell it in public. Uh, I think the only people that know about this story are close friends and, uh, and my family. Uh, it was pretty, pretty unbelievable. It's, it's, it's a God journey. It's, it's me following God and the Holy spirit and, uh, just letting him lead. So here's how it all started. Um, you know, came from a, a very poor family in Illinois. Uh, my dad, dad left when he was five. I uh, moved to California and probably saw him once a week for, I don't know, 10 years. You know, he'd come in and visit once a week and then he'd leave and I'd beg him to stay as a kid and, you know, he'd always leave, you know, and I always thought, uh, you know, if if I was just a good enough kid or whatever, my dad would come back and, you know, we could be a family. But uh, whenever he came back for that week, he would take me to the uh, elementary school where we had a little square on a brick wall and uh, we would call it fast pitch and he would just pitch to me and if it hit the square and I didn't swing it was a strike and I would try to take him deep That's it. and we we would always have a great week you know it was a it was a special time uh, something that I loved because I was spending time with my dad and it wasn't a lot of time but it was it was special and um, so anyway um, when he left I had a brother uh, th- three years older who was pretty angry about everything. And, um, you know, I, I grew up in a pretty, uh, rough, rough time because my brother would, would take his anger out on me, sure. you know, so I, I, I t- took a lot of beatings as a kid. So, you know, and I, again, I thought, you know, if I could just be a better brother, 
he'd be happy or whatever, but it just kept happening and happening and happening. So um, I get into high school and uh, freshman year. And, uh, I, you know, before freshman year, I, I would spend a lot of time at uh, friends' houses because I just wanted to be as far away from my brother as possible because, you know, taking the beatings just gets old. And so I figured if I wasn't home, he couldn't get me. So freshman year, I'm, I go into high school, and he's a senior. And uh, I'm walking through the hallway, and um, him and, and four other his senior friends just grab me and just start beating me in the hallway. My books are all over the place. I'm in the fetal position, and they're just they're just punching and kicking. You know, it's fun for them, but not so much for me. And uh, a teacher comes up, and funny enough, it was the basketball coach. And he, he breaks it up and pulls me off to the side. And I was thinking, oh, thank God. Thank God that's over. You know, he, he saved me. And uh, he goes, he goes, why are you fighting at school? And I'm thinking to myself, I'm a you know 13-year-old kid with 18-year-old guys. And there, there's five of them. They're beating me up. And uh, I kind of gave him a smirk like, are you serious? I'm fighting? I'm, I'm getting beat up. And he goes, don't you smile at me. I'll punch you right in the mouth. Oh, and I just thought, yeah. And I just thought, man, there is no escaping. You know, there's, there's nobody I can turn to for help. I can't turn to a teacher. My mom is a single mom working three jobs, trying to put food on the table. She's never home. So that was the day I decided I'm not going back to school. I'm not taking another one of those beatings. So the rest of my freshman year, and this was like the first week. Wow. So the rest of the freshman year, I, uh, I didn't even go to school. Uh, I would walk to the bus stop, and I would everybody standing in the bus stop, and I would go in this this big old bush that was in a field, and it was hollowed out. Some kids made it kind of like a fort, and I would sit there until the bus left, and then I would walk home. So after that year, my brother goes off to college. I go back to uh, what I think is my sophomore year, and my guidance counselor says, hey, you know you're still a freshman, right? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you didn't, you didn't pass any class the whole year. And he's like, you're, you're on the five-year program. So, uh, I don't know. I, I freaked out, and I was like, you know what? I, I don't want to do that. I'll do whatever it takes to get caught up. So it was summer school. It was, uh, you know, we didn't have online classes, so it was, just, it was just constant, you know, no free time. It was just sure. trying to get caught up. And uh, no sports. I played Little League Baseball, but that was it. So no, no sports through high school. And then my senior year, I finally got caught up uh, with my class. I was ready to graduate on time. And my buddy, his name's Brian Messer, uh, we used to play sports just like in his backyard and stuff. And I, I, today I call him the greatest athlete that never played a sport because the guy wouldn't go out for a sport. <laughs> but uh, he, he challenged me. He's like, hey, let's go out for the baseball team. And I was like, you know what, I, I don't think so. I mean, I, didn't, I haven't played in – three years in high school, they got their team, they got their guys, you know, I'm not real interested. And he just kept on pushing and pushing. So he's like, all right, if you go off for the team, I'll go off for the team. I'm like, yeah, let's do it together. So I made the team. He didn't. And, uh, and I, I found, I found, I don't know, a place of acceptance there. You know, I found out I was a pretty good hitter and, uh, had a, had a good year, my senior year. And, I had nothing going on. I didn't have any college aspirations. I, I didn't. I didn't know what I was doing. It was just kind of one day at a time. And 
then I had a, a junior college coach saw me play and he's like, Hey, you want to keep playing? You can come to school here. And I was like, yeah, I got nothing else going on. So junior college had a couple good seasons there. And, and then a university, Lewis university out of uh, Romeoville, Illinois, yep. uh, called me up and, uh, they said, yeah, if you want to keep playing, you got a scholarship here. Wow. So I went over there and I just, you know, I was playing and I, and I, I was, I was not a good student. I, I had dyslexia before dyslexia was cool. And so I had a real hard time comprehending, you know, reading. And, and when I read something, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't understand or retain it. So I had a real hard time in school. My, uh, my last year in college, my senior year, uh, my coach, Irish O'Reilly, he uh, calls me in his office and he says, Hey, are you here to play uh, baseball? Or are you here to get an education? And I just sat there and paused for a second. And I was like, coach, I respect you too much to lie to you. I'm here to play baseball. I'm like, I- I'd like to just keep playing baseball. You know, I'd like to go on to pro ball if I can. And he goes, well, all of your teammates here are here to get an education. So if you want to go on to play baseball, you got to work twice as hard as everybody. And I, and I, I you know, I, and I thanked him. I said, I mean, thanks for being honest. Push me as hard as you can see what I got. Yeah. That's, you know, and, and probably the worst thing, but the best thing I could have said, because he pushed me to the point of tears in practice where I'm running and everyone stops and I got to run twice as much as everybody. And I'm running in the dark, you know, ready to break down crying because my body's about to collapse. But I just kept pushing and kept pushing. And, I, you know, I told myself, just just keep going. See what happens. See what, one day at a time. See what happens. And then, uh, yeah, after my senior year in college, the Brewers uh, called me. And I was drafted in the 28th round. And uh, I was hoping it was the Cubs because I was a Cubs fan growing up. But it was the Brewers. I was right in between. So it worked out well. And, uh, yeah, that was that was the start. And, uh I went into I had a I had a two thousand dollar credit card bill and I got a signing bonus for twenty five hundred dollars. Perfect. So I paid off the credit card. Yeah, <laughs> I went into went into Pro Bowl with five hundred dollars and I'm out in Montana trying to find uh, housing and vehicles oh. and whatever. But five hundred dollars was more than I've ever had in my entire life. So I actually felt pretty wealthy. Wow, man! I'll tell you what. <laughs> you know what? And and Tim now so. You know, I do this youth sports show and this high school show, and I constantly say, look, at you know, there are things that happen by playing athletics, some good, some bad, but but you, all of a sudden you found a home. I, I'm wondering, um, and, and we're going to get to a break here in a minute, but boy, your your older brother keeps sticking in my head. Has, has that relationship been fixed? Yeah, yeah. Um... After like the first time my brother ever saw me play baseball was when I was with the Angels. He was living in Las Vegas, and he came out and watched me play in the big leagues. And then when I retired from baseball, uh, he was in the house flipping business, and he was a realtor out in Las Vegas. And uh, that's when that's when we kind of got back together, and uh, you know we worked together, and, and we're adults now, and a little more respect. And, and we we were we were best friends from there on out, but uh, unfortunately. Uh, he took his own life two two years ago. So, oh, man, um, yeah, that's gone. But he, yeah, he was my best friend uh, post. What, what was his first name? Too? And uh, Mike. Mike. Well, I tell you, Mike was dealing with some demons, huh? Yeah, no question. Boy, oh boy. 
I'll, I'll tell you what, what a, what a story. And, you know, I, I, I see that you played a little basketball in your day. Can you still hit a jump shot? You know, if my left knee is trash, but I can a set shot, no problem. Back. Free throw, hey. easy. Hey, you want? Hey, you ever get up to Wisconsin? You want to play horse? I'll tell you what. I saw David Sherman shoot once. Okay, he's got no shot. He, you know what? He, uh, I would need to. I, I coached for thirty six years, and I said, look, I don't, I don't know if I could even fix that shot. He said, no, I had work shoes on. I said, I don't care about your shoes, pal. You know what? I, I would need a whole lot of time to fix that jump shot of yours. But you ever get up to Wisconsin, you and you and I and David will go out to a park and, and play some horse. You know, he'll be on the sidelines quick. You know that, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to make that happen, by the way. Man, I you, come back there about three or four times a year. I'm, I'm coming to see you. Oh, come on. Come on. I got a ball in the car. I got tennis shoes in the car. I'm an old <laughs> grandfather. But I'll tell you what. Coaching, I, I I can still shoot the ball. I can't defend, can't do any of that. But you know what? Give me five minutes to warm up, and I can still hit some jump shots. Our special guest, what a story that was in the first segment. Yeah, I mean, think about this. He didn't play baseball from Little League until his senior year in high school, and he, end up, he ended up in the major leagues. And uh, he ended up being drafted by our Milwaukee Brewers. He also played. Wait, did you play in, in China or where? Where else did you play? And what is the NP, MPB? Uh, Japan. Japan. I'm sorry, I should have yeah. looked that up, but I was I was rushing to get in. Um, and we'll talk about that. And at the end of this, uh, think about this. At the end of this uh, this uh, show, we're going to ask him the same question I ask all all our guests. All the uniforms he's ever put on, from that Little League team that he played on to when he played in Japan and everything in between, from basketball, baseball, if he played any other sports, what uniform would he put on to play one more game, and who would he play against? We'll ask him that at the end of the show. Our special guest is Tim Unroe, former Major League Baseball player and Milwaukee Brewer, now living in Arizona. We're also going to talk about his son, Riley, who's doing great things. I'll tell you what, and, and he's on fire for the Lord, and I'm hoping to have him on as a guest um, one day as well, but he's with the Atlanta Brave organization, and we'll talk a little bit about him. We get uh, we get back from this break, we're going to ask Tim to share his testimony. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone, discovering people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm just a nobody, trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. Moses has stage fright. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM. The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern again, flying solo this week. Our special guest, Tim Unruh. He is a former Major League Baseball player, uh, was drafted by the Milwaukee Brewers, and, and we'll talk a little bit later. Man, he had a grand slam as a brewer, and he hit it. And by the way, who'd you hit that against? Uh, Norm Charlton. Norm Charlton. Mariners. I'll tell you what. I've seen some some video on Norm Charlton. You remember that video where he took the catcher out? Oh yeah. Man, 
That was one. That was one tough dude. I bet he was not happy with you. No, he wasn't. But uh, sometimes uh, you just get what you get, you know. And it was my day that day. So did he hang one, or was it a fastball, or what? Uh, it was a two-zero fastball up and in. So I was sitting on it. Oh man, that had to feel good, huh? Yeah, yeah. No, it. it uh, at the time, just before the game, they told me that they were sending me down to the minor leagues again. So that was a bit of a, an angry swing, and uh, so I didn't get to fully enjoy it. But uh, but you know, looking back on it now, it, it, was, it was an incredible moment. And the really cool part was uh, actually the second day. The next day, uh, I was still at the stadium, and uh, Ken Griffey Jr. Um, brought me over, and he's like, hey, man, congratulations on that swing. You killed us last night. And the whole time I'm thinking, I hope somebody's got this on camera right now, that Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> is congratulating me on my first home run Grand Slam. And I'm like, that, that was unreal. That was that wow. was a, a special moment in my career. Man, that that's awesome. And we'll talk a little bit in the third segment about – you know, some of your teammates uh, with Brewers and, and uh, some of the guys. I know that Bill Wegman, who a former Faith in the Zone guest, uh, was a teammate. We'll get to that in segment three. And, and I definitely want to talk about Riley, your son, and know how proud of him you are. Uh, but second segment on Faith in the Zone, Tim, we always ask people to share their testimony because it never gets old. And everybody has yeah. one, and it's a little different. And if uh, you would be so kind to share your testimony with us. Yeah. Well, uh, as as I said, you know, a pretty rough upbringing. So, um, when my junior year uh, is when I met my my wife, and we had a study hall together, and I'd never seen her before. She she didn't go to our school previously, and uh, she was homeschooled uh, because her mom wanted to keep her away from people like me. So, she was uh, you know very strong Christian family. And, um, I, when I saw her, I just, you know, you could see there's something special or something different. And even today when people meet my wife, they, they say that, like, I've never met anybody like that. Or, you know, she's the most incredible person we've ever met. She's so sweet. But, uh, my wife's secret is every time that she meets somebody and she's shaking their hand or whatever, she's literally praying for them while they're making contact. And people people notice that, and it's, and it's amazing. But that's the type of person she is. So I saw her junior year, and uh, I, I I was kind of a bully to this kid in study hall. And I would write notes, and I would tell that kid, "Hey, go deliver this uh, girl." And he's like, "No." Nah. I said, "You know, if you don't deliver this girl, I'm, I'm I'm beating you up." And he's like, "So he was the messenger, right?" And so reluctantly he's going back and forth and she's reading these notes and writing notes back. And finally one day she says, I'm too busy for this. So she stands up, gets her books and comes over and sits at the table with me. And I couldn't breathe. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm very insecure. I have no idea what to say. And so, you know, we, we kind of befriend each other. And she told me, she's like, look, I, I don't want a boyfriend. You know, I'm, I've got stuff that I want to do. And, um, it's just not the right time. So I just became a friend and we would just talk and hang out and we would spend hours on the telephone and whatever. And just, you know, just a really good friendship. And, uh, sometimes I would go over to her house and her parents were like, Hey, we want to watch TV with us. 
And I'm like, yeah, sure. I, you know, what are we going to watch? The, the Love Boat or Fantasy Island or something <laughs> like that? You know, traditional shows back in the day. And uh, we would watch Ministers. They would pop in a VHS tape, and we would sit there for three hours listening to Preachers. And the first time that happened, I'm sitting with her whole family. She's got a family of eight, uh, five brothers and sisters, and then the parents. So, And then they also had foster kids, so there was a lot of people there. And we're watching this preacher, and I'm thinking, am I being punked right now? I've never watched a preacher in my life, you know. We, did, we, we went to Easter service once, you know, once a year, and that was it. And uh turns out that they, they do that still today. But, uh, you know, it was, it was just something different. Her family was loving. They didn't make fun of each other. There was definitely no hitting. Uh, it was all encouragement all the time. They'd pray for each other. Uh, they'd pray for other people. They would stop, you know, in the middle of the road and help people out and pray for them or just give people money out of the blue. And they they weren't they weren't wealthy by any means. And uh, they just lived a servant's life. And I watched it, and I was like, you know, it's there's something special going on here, and I don't ever want to lose it. And so I, I just hung on to their family and and her as, as tight as I could, and. I think um, after we graduated high school, um, my wife went on a mission to Tonga and uh, New Zealand, and, and so she was on mercy ships. And so I'm in college, and she's out on a ship, and we would talk like once a week at 3 o'clock in the morning and uh, just kept that relationship going. And, and then when I got drafted, uh, I was in Montana, and she came back from uh, her mission field. And uh, she came out, her and her family took a trip out to Montana to, to see me play for a week. And the uh, week that she was there, I hit seven home runs. And then uh, the manager told her if, uh, he would pay for her to stay the rest of the year if she would, uh, you know, agree to stay there because I was doing so well. But, uh, yeah, and then, and then I would go to church uh, with them in the off season. And uh, there's a, there was a preacher, I think he's passed now, Sam Farina. He was doing a tent service out in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and uh, he just opened up the floor. Anybody that wants to give their life to the Lord, now is the time. You know, you just have to say this simple prayer. And, uh, you know, in my heart, I wanted to, but I'm nervous. And I'm like, you know, I don't want to look stupid. You know, I could feel my heart fluttering. I'm sweating. And my wife's mom, my mother-in-law, turns to me and she goes, Timmy? Is now the time? And I was like, it is. And so, you know, we, we, we said the prayer, and, and uh, from there on out, I was, you know, I, 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 I knew that, that I finally had a father, I guess. You know, I had somebody in my corner I could have a relationship with. I could, you know, go through a hard time, and I, can just, I could just talk to him like he's my dad, you know, and... Uh, I would go back and forth for a long time with, you know, being, being really strong with my faith. And then other times, you know, when, when life got too tough, I abandoned it for a while. And then, but I would always come back and, you know, I just, it took me a while to really, to really, I don't know, hold on to that faith. And it wasn't, uh, until my wife did something, she, I, you know, I grew up really poor. So everybody in major league baseball, that I knew they, they considered me cheap. 
because I wouldn't go out to steakhouses and I wouldn't go out and buy custom suits. I would, you know, eat at Applebee's and and I would get my suits from the mall. Yeah. But the reason I did that is because I knew that I wanted to give my wife a good life and I wanted my kids to grow up in a, a nice atmosphere and uh, a good home. And so my goal was I'm going to make as much money as I can to pay for a house so that, you know, after baseball, if things don't go well, I can, you know, get a job at a fast food restaurant and still keep this house. You know, the, the whole goal was to pay for the house. And so I was really tight with my money. And even after I started making money, I still had some type of thing of where I, I was afraid to be poor again. And so I just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't let it go. You know, I, I, we, we didn't take vacations. We, you know, very frugal with everything. And then my wife sat me down one day and she's like, uh, I want to challenge you. I'm like, okay. And she goes, I want you to try to outgive God. I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, the Holy Spirit, I know, she goes, I know the Holy Spirit talks to you. And when you get into situations where people need help, you want to, but then you back away. And I'm like, yeah. And I go, it's because of the fear of being poor. And she's like, well, can't use that excuse anymore. She's like, I want you to try to outgive them. She goes, watch what happens. If somebody, somebody needs help and the Holy Spirit's got, convicting you to, to help, I want you to, to listen. And so I thought it was crazy at the time. And then I came, like the very next day, I came across somebody who needed help. And the Holy Spirit was right there. And he's like, here it is, Tim. You know, now, now's the time. And I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to try to outgive God. So I gave this person whatever they needed, you know, and, it, and it's happened a lot since then where somebody will need help, whether it's money or time or whatever it is, vehicle. And it's amazing that every time I listen, it comes back to me almost immediately. It's amazing. And like twofold. And it gives me chills to talk about it because you know, that's one of the things that I really had a hard time with. And God's like, you know, try to outgive me. You can't do it. There's not enough money on this planet that you could give away that I can't give right back to you whenever I want. I get, so, I get goosebumps with that, Tim. I do because yeah. I, 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 you know, Tim, my wife and I, um, we had a discussion once about tithing, right? Uh, are we going to tithe? We, and we were struggling and I wanted my, my oldest daughter to go to Maranatha Baptist Bible College and, I always said, look, we can't afford that. And I said, but I'm really, really, I have this calmness and, and, and it's comfort level. And I tried to do it all on my own that first year. I said, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. Well, that was a huge mistake. And, you know, yeah. uh, but, and, and I was at, I was saying to her, look, if we stop this 10%, we're going to have more than enough money. She said, that's not coming. That, that absolutely not. And she was right. And she was right for for sure. And and man, Simone, is that your wife's first name? Yeah, Simone. Yeah, I look. People get tired of me using this phrase about uh, you while kicking your coverage. Come on, brother. I look. I've had a lot of fun talking to you, and 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 I feel like we could become friends. But you you belong in that category with me. You know that, right? You all kicked your coverage mm-hmm. by a mile. There's no question. Come on, no man. question. And I, every day I wake up, I look at her, and I'm like, "Thank you, Lord." Thank you, Lord. You know, hey, I, I, I'm on I the, know she's too good for I'm me. I'm on her Facebook page. This this Chicago Cubs uniform you had on, 
Um, I'm just telling you, bro, that mustache got to go. But, man, oh, man, yeah. I can see why you tried to sit by her at lunchtime. Yep. Well, yeah, d- she, uh, I love that. You know what the story about that mustache I'm a little bit upset about? What? Not one, not one of my teammates was a good enough friend to say, hey, dude, you got to shave that thing. <laughs> Hey, hold they on. They all just let me have it. They laughed about it. And hey, I have they one. It the power stash. I got one better, and then we have to get to a break. I, um, when my wife Terry and I were, I don't know if we're just dating, we're dating for a while or just married. I can't even remember, but I shaved mine. And she was like, never again, man. You're never shaving <laughs> that thing again. So I had a mustache forever. And I went, once I retired from coaching basketball, I kind of went on this health kick and I've dropped some, a lot of weight. And I said to her, hey, if I, if I get to down 50, can I shave this mustache? She said, no. I said, I get to 100. She was, okay, yeah, sure, go ahead. Well, I did. And we were going uh-huh. up north. We we're going up north to spend a week with my kids and grandkids. And she's like, come on, we got to go. I said, all right, I'm going to pop in the shower, shave, we'll get going. And I thought, well, now's the time, right? Boom, 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 zip it off. And I'm looking at her when I get out of the shower, right? I'm packing. She goes, what? I go, nothing. She goes, let's go. We got to go. I'm driving two and a half hours, Tim. I keep looking at her. I keep like wiggling my nose and stuff. She goes, what's the matter with you? I go, nothing. <laughs> I go, she, I go, okay. We go into this cabin, my kids, grandkids, nobody says a word. That night, I go down to the lake to take a swim after dinner, and Terry goes, hey, I don't want to go swimming, but I'll come down to the beach with you. I said, great. Well, I come out, and I'm, I'm uh, like, my hair is all wet, so I'm drying my hair, and she goes, oh, your hair's out of place. I go, that you notice. She goes, excuse me? And I point at my, she goes, oh, my good. Well, she laughed for a half hour. We go back to the cabin. She goes, hey, does your dad look any different? I'm like, no. My, my grandson, Keegan, goes, hey. Papa, you shaved your mustache. Well, it I'm telling you, for 20 minutes, these these people laughed. And I'm like, you never even noticed. And she's like, I cannot believe it. So, hey, we got to get to a break. Other side of the break, we're going to talk a little bit about Riley and your kids. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Simone because I'll tell you what, brother, you know what? Thank God. Thank God for really faith women that, that we have in our life. Man. I don't know where I don't know where you'd be. I know where I'd be. It wouldn't be here. Oh, I, I, no yeah, way. I don't want to think about it. I don't even want to think about it either. Not even uh, a little bit. And and um, if it wasn't, she prayed for me for years, and uh, I thank her for that. He is Tim Unruh. He former Major League Baseball player, including Milwaukee Brewer. He got drafted by our Milwaukee Brewers. And uh, I'll tell you what, what an unbelievable story. We're going to talk about his family on the other side of the break because I want to talk – little bit about Riley and see if we can get him to be a guest on Faith in the Zone one day as well. Again, this is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Bayview Shade and Blind. Here are your hosts, Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Kellner, only on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm just a nobody. Trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. 
Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. Tell you what, man, our special guest, Tim Unruh, what a good guest and, and what an unbelievable story. I I may uh, try to get some money to do a movie. I, I may, maybe <laughs> the Tim Unruh story, I'm, I'm just telling you. Um, it's it's pretty cool because when I'm, I'm, I'm doing some research and I see his wife, Simone, was you know, back in, you guys were in Kenosha at uh, Journey Church, and, and you said, hey, that's where we got married, and it's really awesome that every once in a while you get back into this area because her family is still here. And um, let's talk a little bit about your family, um, Riley and, and Carson and Lauren. Um, Riley is, is playing uh, with the Atlanta Braves organization. You said Carson was a really good left-handed pitcher, decided he didn't like baseball. He's a kind of a techie and the smartest person in our family for sure. And then you said, I don't know if any of us are as tough as my daughter. She, she yeah. said, he said, she, you said, she's just tough, man. What, what year is she in, in school? Uh, she actually graduated um, after the 2020 year. Okay. So, she, yeah, she's out working now. But, uh, yeah, she, she's got a great story, too. Um, she didn't start playing softball till her freshman year, and I, I made her because she was so mean and ornery. Yeah. I'm like, girl, you know, I'm like, girl, you you got something in you. I, I see something in you. And uh, so I, I signed her up and she was mad at me. And I said, well, you got to go to practice. And after her first practice, she's like, I, I hate it. I hate all the girls. I hate the coaches. I'm not going back. I'm like, well, you got practice tomorrow. I'm like, you got to play one season. If you don't like it, I won't bother you again. Two years later, as a junior, she led the state of Arizona in softball in every offensive category. Absolute monster. Really? What position did she yeah. play in the field? She was a left fielder. Man, yeah, you, if you started her early, she could have been a catcher. You know you know those catchers have that kind of attitude, that toughness. Oh. And, yeah. 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 She, I knew she, I, when she was a freshman, we were kind of like, flat, you know, snapping towels at each other, you know, just having fun in the kitchen, trying to, to, to snap each other and, I got her good, and she got mad and came over and grabbed me by the shirt and lifted me up and put me on the counter. I'm, I'm 6'3", 225, she, and she's a freshman in high school, and she lifted me off the ground. <laughs> That's when I was like, girl, you got to play some sports. you got to play some sports, there's no doubt for sure. <laughs> hey, um, I, yeah. I've, I've, I caught Riley on, on, on Twitter a little bit, and, um, you know, I'll tell you what, he is not, he is not bashful. And he's not ashamed, and he's not—he's not running from from his beliefs and who he is. I'll tell you that. No, he's very strong in his faith, and uh, I could not be more proud of him. He's—he's—I uh, don't know—he's just—he's on fire for for his relationship with God, and he has a baby coming next month, and uh, a wife, and they're just moving into their first home here in a couple of weeks, and. Uh, you know, he has his head on straight, uh, if I compare him to me, uh, a lot earlier. So a uh, very, very good person. He always has been his whole life. And uh, I, don't, I don't know if there's a person out there that could say a bad word about him. He's, he's just a good human being. Man, you know, you can follow him on Twitter at Riley underscore Unroe, U-N-R-O-E. Professional athlete for the Bra- for uh, hashtag Braves Baseball. Follow of our Lord and Savior. Follower of our Lord and Savior. And then to just start looking at some of the stuff that he posts and some of the things that he's doing. And, and you know, when you look at the boy, I tell you what, this kid's an athlete, man. He is built and he, he's a strong, fast kid. And, 
And uh, does he got a chance? Do you think to 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 get to, get, uh, to play in the major leagues? Yeah, I, I, I believe so. He uh, he's had a tough go. He's you know he's always tried to be a switch hitter, and uh, he struggled from the right side. He's, his swing from the left side is a, is a major league swing. There's no question. Right side, I, I keep telling him, I'm like, it's it's a double A swing. It doesn't play in the big leagues. So this off season, I think we're we're possibly going to switch to just going full time lefty, and we're gonna we're gonna start getting him in a, in a cage, just going left handed curveballs at him, so he can get used to it. And uh, I really think that's going to elevate his his numbers and get him to where he wants to be. So we'll see. You just never know. Hey, how did? Uh... What was it like for you um, to 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 watch him play like in in high school? Was he a multi sport athlete? Uh, he was his freshman year. He played uh, football and then a little basketball in junior high. But uh, he just loved baseball, and he you know he played for Team USA at like 15 years old, going wow. out and won a gold medal. And uh, he's just he's just been on fire. He wants to be like his dad, is what it is. And you know, growing up in locker rooms and stuff, and seeing me. You know, playing baseball all the time. He just uh, he grew up wanting to do what his dad did. So it's always been a passion for him to play baseball. And and we've had uh, you know we've had a lot of memories and great stories and together. So uh, it's been a huge blessing. Hey, and and look when when we talked about Carson in the off uh, when when we were uh, during the break, you said look he he could play, man. He was a really good lefty pitcher. But he just is, you know what? He didn't. He didn't fall in love with the sport. But when you see, I laughed. And you said, "Look, no doubt he's the smartest, smartest one in this family." And uh, look, we're all. I, I have to say nice things about him because who knows? You and I might be working for him one day. Oh, there's no doubt. Yeah, he's on a different level. Uh, like when he when he talks, it is, uh, and he educates himself all day long. He just finds out stuff he wants to learn and he gets online and learns it. And then he tells us about it. And we all sit there and look at each other. Like we have no idea what he's talking about, but I'm sure it's good. Yeah. Hey, just keep talking. You know what? Uh, my daughter and I, we used to study hard to get a good grade on the test and a poof, it just is gone. My son and my wife, they, they would study things to keep, to, to keep them. And it's like, man, I know Rod crew hit three eleven his last year with the Minnesota twins. I know ridiculous stuff like that. But, you know, yeah. this other stuff that I really should have learned. Hey, before we get to a break, um, how did you like playing baseball in Japan? You know, it was it was great because they, they treated me and my family very well. Um, they took care of us like we were royalty. Uh, on the flip side, on the field was very difficult because um, they wanted me to hit a home run every time I swung the bat. And, you know, that's not the type of player I am. I'm, you know, I... I go the other way and hit the gaps and a lot of RBIs and I'll, I'll, I'll put some home runs out, but you know, I'm not going to be that 30, 40 a year guy. And, and so trying to hit home runs, um, dropping the backside, trying to lift the ball, kind of the same swing that everyone's doing today. Launch angle didn't yep. work for me. Hey, so uh, it was a long season. Hey, when you, when you go and watch uh, Riley play, even today, are you able to sit and relax and watch him play or do you get that that in your gut kind of thing that the, the way I did when my son played basketball in college? I'm telling you, I am more nervous, yeah. and my hands are sweating, my armpits are sweating. I'm, you know, I'm I'm living and dying with every pitch when he's at the dish, and and uh, yeah, I'm trying to stay calm, but 
you know, I played in front of 50,000 people and, and it didn't phase me one bit, but I watched my son play in the minor leagues and I can't breathe. I, I'm like, come on, buddy. Come on, buddy. It just, I coached Matthew in high school basketball. And when I had to not have any, you know, I, I couldn't pull him out and sit him down and say, are you, are you going to hit a shot today or what? Sit down. Sit down. You're playing yeah. like garbage today. Now I got to sit and be a parent and just watch. It was, it was, I loved it, but it was really hard. Like I, I, you know, I'd wake up in the morning and I'd feel like, all right, here we go. Now he's playing Division Three college basketball at Maranatha Baptist Bible College. There were games there'd be 40 people at. But boy, oh boy, I just, every game, man, I just would get nervous. And I, I just wanted him to play well. Because I knew what, yeah. what he had, and I knew. And by the time he was a senior, man, he was really good. And he was good all the way through. I have to give him the ball as a freshman said, you're a point guard. But once the game slowed down and, and, and kid, you know, now he's playing grown men, um, man, it was really fun. Hey, we're going to get to a break. Um, other side of the break, we're going to ask you if I take every uniform you've ever put on, doesn't matter what sport, every uniform, put it in the closet, and you get to pick out one uniform and play one more game. What uniform do you take and who do you play against? We will ask Tim Unruh that. Again, former Major League Baseball player, uh, played for the Milwaukee Brewers and the California Angels, played in Japan. But more important, he is a, he is really strong in his faith. He's on fire for the Lord. And I'll tell you this, the, the, the best thing, man, other than being on fire for the Lord, he when he says, look, this is my wife, that's the best thing that he's got going for him because this whole thing growing up in Illinois, that's not it for sure. This is Faith Amen. in the Zone. On 1250 AM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner, only on 1250 AM, The Fan. Because I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody all about somebody Save my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. Moses has stage fright. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM. The Fan, man, what a great show! I, this has been a really, really fun show for me. He's our special guest, Tim Unruh, former Major League Baseball player, uh, Milwaukee Brewers, Angels. He played uh, in Japan, and I can tell you this: the next time that that him and Simone come back to Wisconsin and to Kenosha. Um, I'm, I'm going to go down there, and, and my wife Terry and I will join them at Journey Church, and we'll uh, I'll buy lunch when that thing is, is when the church is, lets out. And I look forward to meeting you in person, Tim. Hey, when, this question of of all the uniforms you've ever put on, um, if I put them in the closet, what uniform do you pull out? Get one more game, and uh, why and who do you play against? Well, there is one at bat that haunts me, and that, it, it was with the Brewers. I would go back and put the Brewer jersey on, and I would play against the Cleveland Indians with Oral Hershiser pitching. Okay. Now, before the game, Oral Hershiser gave all of the, uh, we called it the God Squad, because all the guys, all the Christian guys on the team, uh, gave us Bibles, uh, devotional Bibles for dads and, and men. So 
I thought, wow, how cool is that of Oral to pay for these books and, and send them over to us before the game? And then, you know, uh, we, I get in a bat against them, and I'm looking out, and I am in awe. <laughs> you know, I'm like, man, I'm about to face Oral Hershiser, you know, the, the bulldog. And I, and I just, I gave him way too much. I, I was done before I even got in the batter's box. <sighs> you know, I, I let him win mentally before I even started. He struck me out on three pitches, and I went back to the dugout, and I was so mad at myself. And I'm like, I cannot believe I, I just gave him that at bat. And, and it, it haunted me every day for the rest of my career. I mean, even now, when, like, when you ask that question, I'm like, oh, I wish I could go back and do that again. Just one more I'd really time. love yeah. to see what I got oh. against one of the greats. Hey, what years did you – like, who are your teammates? When did you play with the Brewers? Uh, mid-'90s, so 95, 6, and 7. So, uh, you know, Dave Nielsen, John Jaha, Fernando Vina, uh, Jeff Cirillo. Oh, yeah. Um, Kevin Seitzer. Um, yeah. So, yeah, 95, I got my, my I got one week up in the major league. So, you know, that team I really didn't, uh, you know, bond with. But uh, 96 and 97, I got a little bit more time. Hey, did um, did you, like, go through the minors with some of those guys as well? Yeah. Yeah, I got drafted in 92, and then, uh, yeah, as a 28th-round draft pick, I didn't, you know, I wasn't supposed to get to the big leagues. No. Nope. And, uh, you know, so my goal every every time I went on a field was I figured out who the first rounder was that I was either playing with or against, and I would just try to have a better day than that guy because I figure if I can beat the man, I become the man. So that was my goal every day was – you know who who's the top prospect here? I'm going to go out and I'll play that dude today. Man, that that's and awesome. You know, hey, the, the best uh, last question, and then we've got to get going. But uh, the best pitcher um, that that you believe you either played with or played against, who would that be? Oh, Randy Johnson, no question. Oh man, he. Uh, <laughs> I I tell everybody I helped him get to the Hall of Fame because uh, he struck me out every time I faced him. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I have no idea how you hit that guy. You don't. That's, no, that's why he's in the Hall of Fame. Yep. I, I just don't. I, like <laughs> I used to watch him on a mound, going straight downhill. Impossible. And, and and gets a little wild once in a while. Yeah. I, there's no, no way uh, you can dig in. It's unlike anybody else. You know, you look at this dude, and you, you know, normally you get in the batter's box and you're looking straight out at the pitcher. With Randy, you get in there and you look up to the pitcher, oh. so you're. It's just a different angle, you know. It, it's yeah. a different game. Hey, you know, I th- I got a chance to throw out the first pitch at a Lakeshore Chinooks game years ago, and they said uh, got there and 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 the 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 manager for the other team said I, I played catch with him warming up and I was throwing like knuckleballs and all that. He goes, Hey man, if I had a uniform your size, I'd I'd, I'd uh, let you throw an inning. Started laughing. He said, Are You gonna throw from That's the awesome. side or are you gonna get up in the mound and you're gonna man up. I go, I, I didn't even think about it. I don't know. He's man up, get up in the mound. I said, yeah, okay. And I go on the, the, the other side, and the guy that's going to catch for me, a young guy, he said, hey, I've been on your high school sports show. You want to throw to me? I go, yeah. He goes, you're going to throw from the side? You're going to man up and get on the mound? I go, does everybody keep asking me that? He goes, you'll see. Go ahead. <laughs> I got up on the mound. I couldn't believe how high that was. Like, yeah. I, I was really, and I look in the crowd, my wife's got her, her hands uh, over her eyes, and 
I thought, man, just threw it. And I, and I threw a straight pitch. I mean, I threw it. I did that, the old Lamar Hoyt kind of warm up at her lot. And I just threw it down there <laughs> and threw one, and it was good. But, man, I couldn't believe how high it was. It was, uh, it was interesting. Hey, Tim, thank you so much. And, and I would ask that when you talk to Riley, um, if he gets a chance to listen to this, if uh, if there's any chance that I could get him as a, as a guest, and and if not, I certainly understand. But if he'd have interest in that, I love talking to young people that are on fire for the Lord, yeah. and uh, I would uh, I would really really cherish uh, um, that time if I could spend with him. And and again, if not, no worries. Um, happy Thanksgiving, uh, uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family. I look forward to meeting you in person again. Thank you to David Sherman for introducing us. Um, thanks thanks a bunch, Tim. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate the invite, and uh, God bless you, Terry, your family, and I look forward to meeting all of you guys. You got it. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 AM and 8 PM. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip on a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm just a nobody, trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. When Moses had stage fright, and David brought a rock to a sword fight, you picked 12 outsiders nobody would have chosen, and you changed the world. Well, the moral of the story is everybody's got a why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.